This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Scott Kaplan along with LZ Granderson. I'm filling in today for George Sedano. Roseanne, with huh? everybody this afternoon. What do we got here, LZ? This is Roseanne. So right, in 1988, yeah, in 1988, when the Lakers and the Dodgers both won their championships, Roseanne was a huge hit show. We talked earlier about how the Cosby show and how Bill Cosby was America's dad. Roseanne, to me, LZ, I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but she was kind of like the hero to the, to the, I don't know, I guess like white trash. I mean, is that what you would call it? She was like, that's who she repped. And I'm um, not a big fan of that phrase. I'll just say a slice of American life that doesn't get as much publicity as perhaps it should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I just, Roseanne, you think about Bill Cosby and what happened in his life. I'm not saying Roseanne's is quite the same, but, you know, after she was, uh, you know, she was, she had this role, this character. She went to uh, an all-star game, grabbed her crotch during the national anthem and spit. That had people upset with her. She had some kind of a comeback at some point, and then even that crashed and burned again. So, you yeah, know, Roseanne 32 years ago. Sometimes people, you know, you can leave them to the water, but you know the rest of the phrase. <laughs> you can't make them bathe or something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. something along Some, those lines. Something along those lines. Will you have any interest tonight in Thursday night football? By the way, Joe Buck, what a run Joe Buck is having right now. Back and forth between NFL football and World Series and more NFL games and more World Series games. And now World Series is over, back to NFL football. It, it's like when Jim Nance goes from, you know, a Super Bowl to NCAA basketball tournament to the Masters. I mean, these are incredible runs for sports broadcasters any interest tonight lz atlanta and carolina yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i was sleeping what did you say yeah let me ask you this though uh-huh. did you happen to see the video of matt ryan the quarterback of the falcons talking to todd Gurley before the play last week when Gurley scored quote unquote accidentally have you seen this video yet no i haven't so they're in the huddle before the handoff, mm-hmm. and uh, and Ryan is saying to Gurley, "Don't score, don't score," and he hands did, the did ball Ryan off. Did Ryan say that to his team back in the Super Bowl too, or is this a new phrase of his? <laughs> yeah, maybe he was. Hey guys, let's not score. This is not fun. This is the Super Bowl. Let's not score. Let's slow this down. I mean, Let I, catch I, up. I, I kind of felt for Gurley because I feel like. It's awfully hard to ask somebody to stop. Now, he had a history of having done it once before. but yeah. Listen, Todd, Todd has a, a pretty good football IQ. He's done that for us when he was with the Rams multiple times, not scoring, recognizing that I was more that was better for the team than for his personal stats. Um, but, man, I said this after the Super Bowl. That team needs to be broken up, man. It's got some juju on it, man. It's got some bad juju, and they can't seem to shake it. 
Now, the owner, Arthur Blank, has insinuated that, you know, maybe Matt Ryan won't be their quarterback too much longer. You know, looking at Trevor Lawrence, and especially when you look at their record, they certainly might be in position to draft him. But, you know, it's the Buffalo Bills, with all their disappointments, they still manage to keep it together and get back to the Super Bowl year after year after year. But that isn't the norm. The norm is what the Falcons are going through right now, which is complete collapse, which is why our Rams being 5-2 and two after following up with the 9-7 and seven season after the Super Bowl is pretty encouraging in terms of Sean McVay's ability to keep his team together and the players' ability to bounce back after a disappointment like that because obviously that did not happen for Atlanta. See, I would be getting rid of Matt Ryan right now, and I'm only mentioning it because um, when we, we talk about Gurley and, and how that became a story and there's the L.A. tie to it all, the, the days of the traditional drop-back quarterback pocket passer guy, that's done. In fact, that's why Did you why tell I Tampa think, Bay that? Well, he's the exception <laughs> to the rule. He, he is very Tom Brady is very much the exception to the rule because Aaron Rodgers moves and Drew Brees moves, but everybody wants what, what Kyler Murray is. Uh, everybody wants what Patrick Mahomes is, and that's why the Dolphins this week, when they take on the Rams... That's why the Dolphins have made the move that they've made, in my opinion. They think that they look at Lamar Jackson, they look at Tua, and they say, we have one of those styles of quarterback. We've got ourselves a 3-3 three and three team. New England's not very good anymore. Buffalo's not as good as people predicted at the beginning of the season. If I were the Miami Dolphins, I'd want to do the same thing. I'd want to get Tua in the game, and we're all going to get a chance to see Tua this weekend because he's going to play against the Rams. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm happy for the young man. We all know about his devastating injury that put his entire NFL career in question. He clearly is healthy enough to be out there. I'm happy that he can play, but I really don't want him to play well. I'm a Rams fan. And as much as your story, your comeback story was inspiring, very much like Alex Smith, it's like, yay, Alex is back. Okay, go kill him. <laughs> and I feel the same way about Tua. Oh, it's so inspiring. Okay, let's crush your dreams. <laughs> I know when, when Aaron Donald jumped on Alex Smith's back, I was like, hey, be careful. You're going to hurt the guy. Not me. I was like, you wanted this life, bruh. You came back for this smoke. Well, here it is. <laughs> here it oh, is, baby. L- let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. Because, because when I look at the Rams, and this was the question that I was asking, particularly this past week, and, and they beat what I think is a very mediocre Chicago Bears team, regardless of their record. We didn't know much about the Rams because all of their wins came against the bad teams from the NFC East. And they beat Dallas when Dallas had Dak. Okay. They won in Philadelphia and, and you know, got to go cross country to do it. Mm-hmm. They lost when they had to go back cross country to the Bills when we all thought the Bills were pretty good and there was a controversy at the end of that. Beating up on the pathetic New York Giants or the Washington football team, not all that impressive. So when they go to San Francisco, when San Francisco the week before had been killed by the Miami Dolphins in Santa Clara, we all think, well, the Rams will go up there. They'll take care of business because the 49ers aren't very good. But now two weeks later, we think the 49ers are pretty decent. So the win against the Bears, what does it mean for ULZ? Are the, are the Rams right now sitting at 5-2, and two, are they good? Um, I believe they are. I believe they are good. Um, there are certain things in which you go, well, you've got to look at the competition. And then there are certain things you've got to look at and, and look at the execution of things and the attention to detail. I'm seeing a team that's getting less penalties than last season. I'm seeing a team that is running the football more effectively than last season. And it's not simply because you know, they're playing bad teams. It's because the schemes that they're imploring – 
creating opportunities for our trio of running backs. I'm seeing a Jared Goff that's getting rid of the football much quicker than he did a year ago, who's on the move a little bit more than he was a year ago. I see a Sean McVay who is play calling more aggressively than he did last season. So I will say, yes, it is true we should have a degree of caution because of who those four wins came against. But you can only beat who you beat. And you can only beat who this, what the schedule has in front of you. So I'm not going to punish our beloved Rams because the schedule was the way it was. Because a lot of people thought Dallas was going to be better. And a lot of people thought Philadelphia was going to bounce back. And we thought that, especially if you look at Vegas, Cap, and the way that they thought that the Rams were going to come out the, the start of the season, a lot of them had them with a losing record at this point already from Vegas and from other NFL aficionados. So I know the tendency is to say they didn't beat anybody, but it's not just the who, it's the how. And the how is what gives me hope and makes me think that not only are they a good team, but they could be the third team, the third team to bring a chip to our fair city. I will say one thing. Uh Uh, I think there's a huge game this weekend against Miami. And I say it like that, not because Miami is some great team, but because Miami went to San Francisco two weeks ago and blasted the 49ers, and then the Rams followed up by going to San Francisco and losing to the 49ers, and with all this cross-country East Coast travel, I mean, it's ridiculous. This schedule this year is ridiculous. To have to go to Philly, then have to go to Buffalo, then go to Washington, now go to Miami, two weeks later have to go to Tampa. It's insane what the NFL has done this year in terms of the AFC East versus the NFC West and the amount of travel that the Rams have to do. This is a big game, though, this week. And I know it's a rookie quarterback making his first start, but this kid was exceptional at Alabama. He wasn't exceptional at James Madison. I'm, uh, th- to me, this is a really big game to gauge where the Rams are. We'll talk more about that as the afternoon goes on. Uh, Lindsey Theory is going to be with us, an ESPN Rams reporter. I think everybody knows Lindsey. And Clinton Yates is going to be here a little bit later on as well. So don't go anywhere. With LZ Granderson, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. LZ in the house. What's up? Number one song in 1988, brother. You like George Michael? What do you mean by that? I liked him a lot. I liked Wham. I liked, <laughs> I liked George Michael. I'm trying to think of, there were a couple of really great ones, like Careless Whisper was hot. Careless Whisper was great. Yeah. and um, Great analogies. He actually, the, his music that he made after this album was actually spectacular. It didn't sell as much, but lyrically and in terms of instrumentation, it's far superior than anything he did in the 80s. George Michael, 1988. And we were looking back on 1988, where we were, what we were doing, who was alive, who wasn't, whose life has changed significantly Mine since has. the last time the uh, the Rams and the Dodgers both won. Yours has? Yeah. I've like hit puberty and stuff. It's been great. Got 15 tattoos? Got 15 tattoos. Awesome. Moved to L.A. Lots going on. Lots going on. Grew out my locks. 
I've been busy <laughs> these past 32 years. Had a kid. Long, when did you start the locks, by the way? Oh, man. Uh, I was in college. I was in college when I when I first started my first incarnation. And then I cut them off because I forgot the two teams. I think it was Seattle versus Denver. And I think I told my buddy that Denver was going to win the series. And he was like, no, it's Seattle. And I was like, if Seattle wins, I'm going to cut my locks. And they lost, so I had to cut my locks. <laughs> Start over again. <laughs> All right, well, let me, we'll get back to your locks in just a couple of minutes, but Lindsay Theory is on the line, and Lindsay, as everybody knows, is the Rams ESPN reporter, and she's joining us now, Scott Kaplan, LZ, here on 710 ESPN. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, guys. How's it going? Girl, why were you late? You were supposed to have been here a segment ago. What, what were you doing? <laughs> no. Well, um, so we kind of have an interesting situation out at the facility this year at the Rams practice facility. Because of COVID, we're working outside, which means we can't go in the facility to use restrooms. We have quarter potties. And uh, let me just say that, like, that's always an experience, and it just turned into an experience. And uh, luckily, a colleague of mine came to the rescue and helped kind of clean the porta potty for a minute, and it just turned into a whole thing. I left my phone behind because you definitely don't want to drop a phone into the porta potty. And, <laughs> and so basically, there's a whole restroom story that you guys didn't ask for, but you definitely got. <laughs> um. I'm um, I'm interested, and and I I'll have to just inquire just a little further, Lindsay. You'll have to excuse me. You've, you, I feel like you've opened the door for me to ask. Did you get locked in? No, no. I let's just say I opened the door to one. I was like, and eh, eh, not going in there. Uh, I opened the door to the other one. I uh, eh, not going in there either. And you kind of hit your gag reflex a little bit when 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 you open some porta potty doors and. Uh, a colleague of mine was like, what is going on? Are you okay? And, and honestly, I think I was a little bit traumatized by opening those doors. Well, Lindsay, um, is there a porta potty yeah. where you open a door and say, yes, you're the one. I've been waiting for you all my life. Like, who's excited <laughs> to go in a porta potty? <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, you expect maybe, like, I don't know, if you're uh, a little bit cleaner than, than, than <laughs> what I experienced, you guys. You know what you're going to do you can now. probably imagine, like, there's a lot of men walking around here. I'm not saying men tend to be a little bit Oh, no, 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 no. You, know. you are not going to man bash me. Uh-uh. <laughs> my porta potties are clean. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you walk into a, a porta potty and you're like, oh, my God. This is the cleanest, most lovely smelling porta potty. Usually I hold my breath. Um, <laughs> exactly. You're going to be looking now, Lindsay. You're going to be watching as everybody goes into the porta potty, and you're going to be like starting to look like, all right, who's the animal here? Who is the animal that peed all over the seat? Or worse. Uh, you know what? Whoever they are, I, just, I really just hope they're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. That was Lindsay Theory, people, our, our porta potty. Uh, reporter, thank you very much for that report. You know, stay safe out there. Um, Lindsay, as, as you know, the Lakers are world champions. As you know, the Dodgers are world champions. So do you know if the Rams can be world champions? I'm looking at their schedule after the after Dolphins. It gets pretty sticky, but a good team beats a good team. So what say you? Yeah, definitely. You know what? It is an uphill battle. The NFC West is no joke this season. It hasn't been for the last several seasons, right? Um, you know, they have the Seahawks coming up twice. They play the Niners again. They play the Cardinals twice. Um, so really, the, the entire NFC West, um, that portion of their schedule is still ahead, minus that loss they already had to the 49ers. Plus, they have the Bucks 
Um, I know the Patriots are uh, a little bit on the downhill slope right now, but they still come to L.A., and you can never count out Bill Belichick. Uh, so they definitely have a tough schedule ahead, but the Rams are playing really good football. Um, their defense has been outstanding. Uh, their offense has been really good. I mean, it bounced back from last season like I don't think anybody expected. Um, kicking situation, they uh, released their rookie, Sam Sloman. They brought in the veteran, Kai Forbath. He will kick for the first time with the Rams this weekend. Um, so I think they're really kind of starting to hit their stride when it counts. Um, and obviously they're going to be facing a rookie quarterback this weekend. Lindsay, the thing I look at right now is this schedule, and they've already put a ton of miles on with all these East Coast trips, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but I wonder, are you talking to anybody out there about this schedule and about all this travel and all this time in the air and it's just you know all these East Coast trips because not only have they already been to Philly and Buffalo and Washington, but they're, st- they're going to Miami this week. They're going to go to Tampa in two weeks. Anybody talking about this? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that, um, you know, Sean McVay and Jared Goff especially, they really try to downplay the schedule and the travel, and they just try to kind of plow through it. But uh, Andrew Whitworth was a little bit revealing today. Um, He's in his 15th season, and he says this is probably the worst schedule he's ever played as far as you travel and then with the um, primetime game squeezed in in between there. So it's like East Coast, East Coast. Oh, now you have to come back and play the 49ers at night. Um, and now it's going to be East Coast Miami. They do get the bye, and then eventually they're going to be turning around and going right back for a Monday night game against the Bucks. Um, Andrew suggested that the Rams send flowers to whoever they angered <laughs> in the NFL office, the schedule maker out there. So, you know, they're not going to make any excuses, but this is definitely a challenging schedule, and especially with the uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time, which is, you know, 10 a.m. Pacific time, those kickoffs, those are brutal. You know, one thing that Les Need has shown us over the years is, one, his competency, but two, he's very aggressive. Um, this roster that we have now, is that the roster that we're going to have for the duration of the season, or do you foresee him still looking for players, maybe not to trade for, but to pick up, like an Eric Reed who's out there right now? You know, I think they are always monitoring what's, what's going on, who's available, maybe who's uh, looking for a trade, um, where they can get a deal done. But when you kind of look at their roster, um, I think they're pretty set. I, I don't know if they see any positions where there's weaknesses. Um, inside linebacker is a little bit of a constant concern, but in Brandon Staley's defense, I don't think that position is something that they highly, highly value, so they'll get by there. Um, Jordan Fuller, the rookie safety, he's on track to make a return here probably after the bye week. Um, so pound for pound, I don't know that, whereas in years past, you know, they went out looking, they needed a cornerback after they traded Marcus Peters to the Baltimore, and obviously that was set up the way for uh, Jalen Ramsey to arrive. And when they needed Dante Fowler, it was clear they needed to go get, get a pass rusher. But I don't know that this season they're looking at this and saying, you know, we have to have this final piece in order to make a Super Bowl run or a deep playoff run. I think they're pretty set with what they have, but LZ, I'm never going to be surprised anymore if something wild happens uh, when when it comes to this team and and building their roster and trades and uh, free agent signings and all that, uh, all the above there. Hey, Lindsay, uh, LZ and I were talking before we got on today, and he was telling me that you had broken the story that the Rams players were talking to the Dodger players, back to LZ's question about could the Rams be – you know, the third championship team. Can you tell us more about who's talking to who about what? 
Yeah, and I asked um, Jared Goff yesterday if he was friends with any of the Dodgers. You know, some of these guys run in the same circles. And Jared said he actually is, and he sent a text message to Cody Bellinger and Jock Peterson after they won the World Series to say, hey, guys, congratulations. And uh, Jared was a little bit surprised, right, because you guys just won the World Series. You're probably not expecting a response. But uh, he said that Cody Bellinger text messaged him back and said, all right, it's your turn now. So, um, you know, no matter where the Rams are turning right now, they're hearing about how they are next in line, expected to bring a championship to L.A. Wow, that's cool. That's a great story. Hey, Lindsay, thank you very much for the time today. We really appreciate it. And, Watch out for um, the porta-potties. Yeah. yeah. Sorry yeah. I was tardy, guys, but thanks for having me. No, I think you got to carry, like, wet naps or, like, little towelettes or something, you know? Like, like you can walk into those portalettes, like... My, my bag is full of them, but <laughs> even the, the, these porta potties were beyond that. Yeah. Whoever made the mess, we hope you're okay. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thanks, Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano with LZ, along with producer Greg Bergman and Laura Romo operating this beautiful thing. You can't oh, yeah. tell right now, buddy, but I'm doing the Rick Roll. Nice. I just need a trench coat. <laughs> We're no strangers to love. And a whole bunch of hairspray, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. That ginger did have a lot of hairspray, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was looking good. And it was all puffed up, and it wasn't moving. <laughs> it was not moving. <laughs> yeah. So wait, so so this song, you're telling me that this song was was a big hit back in 1988, the same year that the Dodgers and the Lakers both won their respective titles. This year they do it not only in the same year but in the same month. We've been looking back at 1988. This was a big hit back then, huh? Let me hear this. Because i got to say. That's his jam, Laura. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I was in I was yeah I was a senior you know in high school though? in 1988 and a freshman in college. I'm not afraid to say it. This song holds up. Crank yeah, that up, time. girl. Put some bass in it. Yeah, it does hold up. It holds up. The trench coat was great. <laughs> not sure what that was all about. <laughs> How would you like to be the dude that just your song, your biggest song, is the one that just pisses people off? This this pisses you off. Well, no, it's like it's like this is a to be Rickrolled is like you get oh, it, yeah. gets you get sent something and then all yeah. of a sudden it's this song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's so funny. I remember I forgot which year it was. It might have been twenty seventeen or something. But I was uh, in a car in London and this song came on and the driver instinctively turned it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's still running this town, isn't he? All these years later, y'all still you got Adele. You got George Michael, but no, you still want to be Rick Road. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 1988. I'm just. I've been thinking about it all afternoon. But like where we all were, Greg Bergman. Uh, where where were you in 1988? What were you doing in 1988 when the Dodgers won the World Series? I've seen your tweets. Your tweets about I've watched it now 10,000 times. The Dodgers, you know, the final out. 
Your life is finally made. The Dodgers have won a World Series title in your adult life. What were you doing in 1988? Where were, were you? In you? Juvie? Were you in juvie? No, man. Uh, you, you know me. That's Wouldn't you expect that me, Greg Bergman, would be in juvie? That's just the type of guy I am, obviously. But in, <laughs> uh, in 1988, I was five years old. And the only thing I remember from the 1988 World Series is sitting on the couch next to my brother with my parents out to dinner. We had a babysitter somewhere around there. And we were watching Kirk Gibson's home run, and that's the only memory I have from that <laughs> whatsoever. That's it. That's it. Is it? I don't even remember the 1988 NBA Finals. I only remember that one thing from 1988. So to have them a Dodger memory like this, how amazing it was, it made everything for me. This is my greatest sports moment. That's how about beautiful. you, Laura? Laura, where, where were you in 1988? I was throwing up and in diapers. I was three months. <laughs> so, I I mean, it was a good year. I was born. But, you know, other than that, I don't really recall much, to be honest, guys. <laughs> you I burnt your brain cells out, huh? You can't remember anything? <laughs> I mean, that was three months, Elsie. It's not much I could remember. I mean, you're only born once. How do you forget already? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when you were born? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was disco in the year. I was born in the 70s. I think my mom was wearing platform shoes at the time. <laughs> 1988. Man, so much has changed. And I, and obviously, it's opposed to right over 30 years. But so much has just changed in sports. So much. You know, when you look at the way the NBA was played in 88 versus the way it is now. When you look at the way baseball was played in 88 the way it is now. In 88, we had black players. Now, it's like... Mookie, don't go nowhere, bro. We need you to hold on for a little bit longer. <laughs> so much has changed. Just in sports, football has changed so much. You know, it's it's just crazy. You know, it's it's. I like doing these retrospects because it reminds you not to take the present day as cement. That it's more like water. And even though it may feel like things aren't changing, things are always changing, constantly moving. Nothing is, the cement isn't dry, it's still being mixed. 1988, I'm just thinking to myself now, uh, you talk about the NFL being different. I can remember, because I was going to college in Pittsburgh, and on Saturdays, you know, we'd play college football games. On Sundays, the Steelers would play. And so we would always go to Steeler games on Sunday. And I can remember, how about this for a quarterback matchup for you? How about Bubby Brister of the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> against Warren Moon of the Houston Oilers oh. in a snowstorm on the AstroTurf at Three Rivers Stadium, which was like, you know, you used to hear these stories about Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia and how dangerous the playing surface was. Same situation in Pittsburgh. But these multi-purpose stadiums, now look at today, the Rams this past Monday night, SoFi Stadium, the whole world watching going, oh my God. Look at that thing. Like for me, LZ, I'm like, yo, that's where Hollywood Park was. That's where the horses used to run. I can't believe what they have built there. And back then, 1988, like I'm saying, Three Rivers Stadium, Warren Moon, Houston Oilers, Pittsburgh Steelers back then. Yeah, that's awesome memory, man. Warren Moon, Houston Oilers. What an arm. And you know what's so funny, man? If you listen to people, it's about Warren Moon like he was like a running quarterback. He was about as a pocket of a running back, or not running back, quarterback as you could have. They just assumed he was a running back, or a running quarterback, rather. But he was 
really just a dangerous pocket passer who could move, but he wasn't a runner. No, he was he was a quarterback back then. Again, eighty eight. He's he's in that same class, and he's a Hall of Famer. But he's in that exact same class of Marino yep. or Elway or any of those kinds of quarterbacks back then. Jim Kelly, I mean, Rick he was, yeah, he was big and strong and could sit in the pocket. Yeah, he could move a little bit, but he was not a runner. He was not Randall Cunningham. No, but they used to couch him that way. That's why they said we can't draft him. And it's like going, man. You guys are trash. Yeah, I know, man. He had, to, he had to fight his way hard to get in. But, again, it's 80. It's 32 years ago. 32 years ago, the Lakers and the Dodgers both won in the same year. 2020, this crazy year of COVID, the Lakers and the Dodgers both win, not just in the same season, but in the exact same month. All right, more to come. LZ, I got to jump in. You and George have been arguing about Kit Kats versus Twixes, and I heard you yesterday, and I saw the video of how you ate that Kit Kat. Like a man. Like, like a real man is exactly right. I, I want to jump into your Kit Kat Twix debate. Coming right up, LZ, Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. What you need to know with Sedano and LZ, it's Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. LZ in the house. Yes, sir. LZ, I might be the only person in America, but I've got the Falcons and the Panthers on one TV, and I've got what I think is Georgia Southern versus South Alabama on ESPN, I think. I am, the watching the, I am watching a football game, but it's the latter. It's not the former. I got you. All right. It's time for What You Need to Know. Greg Bergman is standing by. What You Need to Know brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. And we'll start there. The, the Carolina Panthers are up on the Atlanta Falcons 7-6. to six. Do you care? No. Next topic. <laughs> All right. We're going to we do need to know that one part of it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Clemson Tigers, has tested positive for COVID-19. Is this the last that we see of Trevor Lawrence in college football? Kelsey? <sighs> I, I doubt it. I mean, he pushed so hard for another opportunity to win a national championship, so I'm going to assume he's going to quarantine, do what he needs to do in order to get back on the field. So I'm not sure, and here's why I say that, because – LZ, you know anybody or like even just, you know, separated by one or two people? Do you know anybody that's had COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've lost people to COVID. Okay, so you know then, obviously, that, you know, it's hit people differently, right? Yep, 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 yep. And there's, there's possibility, especially because of the lungs, um, that his ability to breathe in the right amount of oxygen could be impacted because of COVID. But I'm going to lean on the, on the side of optimism and that he's going to be, you know, not symptomatic at all, and it's just about waiting this out. Yeah. So, look, if, if he's got a positive test, 
but he doesn't have all of the symptoms and he's not having to deal with all of the, the, the things that people are reporting that are going through COVID that are having it badly, um, then yeah, I mean, maybe he comes back in a couple of weeks and he finishes out the season. But if for some reason it impacts him harsher or harder than other people, I don't know. I don't know if the guy makes it back. But I mean, young people, healthy young people. By the way, it's ironic. I mean, right? This is this is one of the kids who was most out there saying, "Come on, we got to play. We want to play." That's what I'm saying. He wanted this, so it's yeah. like I'm going to assume if he wanted it, that as soon as he's able to, he'll be back out there. Wow, Trevor. Yeah, Lawrence. I just think that I just think that in so often in college sports, if there's any type of injury or anything that happens to you. You stop playing college football and just go to the draft. He's probably uh, most likely the number one pick overall in the draft next year. Do you risk any type of thing going back in? Zion did. I, I don't think so. Zion Especially if they did. lose. What if Clemson? Well, well, different in college football. You lose one game in college football, you're out. You're done. No, no but so I'm, I'm, he, I'm saying he had an injury and he still came back when the whole world was saying, "What are you going back to Duke for?" Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's the, right. But again, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. He's going to. If they lose, if Clemson loses a game or two with him out, there's no reason for him to go back. I thought he wanted to go back because he loves college football. How about the, <laughs> hey, listen, before all this, people were asking him if he's definitely going to the NFL. And he's like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. What else you got, well, Greg? Yeah. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's coming out that A.J. Hinch is the favorite to be hired as the Detroit Tigers manager. Now, I know LG is not happy about this already. Trash, another trash hire. But what do you think of guys like A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora most likely getting a job next year despite everything that happened? Trash. <laughs> like, what are we telling the kids? You can cheat and wait it out and you'll be all right? You can cheat, keep your <laughs> ring, wait it out and you'll be all right? I just saw a report about Ryan Braun thinking about retiring. I was like, what are we telling our kids? You can get steroided up, get all the homers, keep your money, and you'll be all right? Keep playing. Keep playing. You know, so I think Alex Cora, I think AJ, I think anyone connected to cheating to the level that they were in the sense of being in a leadership position them being welcomed back into the game, especially this quickly, is just trash. I would much rather Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens walk into the Hall of Fame with needles in their neck than to see those guys back out <laughs> freaking cope managing you know teams again. Yeah. Well, first of all, I definitely want to see Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame with and or without the needle sticking out of their neck. Either if they have the needle, it'd be funny. It'd be like like Will Ferrell. Which movie was that? Uh, old school. Or back to school? Yeah. No, old school. You're crazy, old school. but I yeah. like you, man. Yeah, where he gets darted <laughs> in the neck and he falls in the pool. <laughs> exactly. All right, but hold on. Let me push back on one thing. You ready? Yep. Do you blame A.J. Hinch for all of what happened in Houston? Yep. You do? Yep. Okay. Then I guess I'm not going to be able to build my argument. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, he's, he's the manager. He's got to be able to tell them. Like, apparently he, he broke the, the TVs three times. You know what? You should have done it 162 times. Because mm-hmm. there's no way that it should have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously, say. what kind of manager can't stop his team from having a systematic cheating program in place all the way through the super, all the way through the, the world championship? If you truly don't have any kind of control over your team, then you probably shouldn't be a manager anyway. Yeah, I believe that's pretty much the case. Like he's just there to babysit, and they had those players. It, it, all I'm saying is this: he got fired, GM got fired. 
players didn't get anything. No, no players took any responsibility. Major League Baseball didn't hold any of those players accountable. You know what T-shirt I'm wearing right now? Tell me. The Joe Kelly one that says, nice swing. <laughs> it's a great shirt. It's, Love that shirt. It's nice and comfy, too. You know, I just ordered a T-shirt yesterday online. Uh, $12.99, $5 shipping and handling. Hard times, Daddy, with uh, Dusty Rhodes. Does that ring for anybody? Is that... <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, the sing, the songstress? No, no, Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler. Oh, I was like... The... Uh, nah, no, wrestling. No. Wrestling's not my thing. No, no. he's not got thing. me on this. I'm, no, I'm by myself. When I wear my Dusty Rhodes T-shirt, you guys are gonna be like, "Yo, what's up with that?" I, I mean, I know who he is, but uh, he, no, he no. lost me. Eh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's a, that was like ant coming from like on the rooftop all the way down to crash your parade. Nah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the Mandalorian comes back tomorrow on Disney Plus, which has been a fantastic show. I I want to know: Do you guys watch The Mandalorian? What do you think of Baby Yoda? Um, are you excited for Mandalorian tomorrow? I am uh, excited. Uh-huh. Uh, Baby Yoda is my homeboy. Um, but first, I got to watch the Killer Weave movie first. There's that movie on Hulu that looks like about a Killer Weave, and I am dying to see. <laughs> wait, wait a second. A Weave is it, killing people. It looks like a Killer Weave movie. It's called Bad Hair. There's a huge billboard <laughs> right on Figueroa about it, and I was like, you know what? I I text my family. I said, for Halloween, we're all getting together and we're watching the Killer Weave movie. Jeez, <laughs> haven't even heard of it. And, and by the way, what 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 are we talking about? Mandalorian? Who? Who? What? You don't you don't, you don't know, know about that? Whoa! Even I know, and I'm no, not a no. I am. Not, I, you now, don't know Baby Yoda? Are you even American? No. <laughs> Where are you from? Okay, hold on. Come on now. Hold on a second here. Wait a second. That's right. I'm questioning your 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 Americanism cred <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Wait. Okay, I'm going to admit it, and I have no issue admitting this. What are we talking about? What is, what are we, what, who's Baby Yoda? What's Mandalay? Have you heard of Yoda? Bay? Yoda from, from Star Trek? Star yeah. Wars? Yes. Whoa. And the next time you cross those two up, I'm going to personally get in the car, drive to San Diego so I can punch you. <laughs> I, I, you guys got me. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm, I watched the first Star Wars. I even tried to get one of my kids to watch it not that long ago. We both fell asleep. I thought this movie stinks. You know, how did I, how did this happen? Like, I used to think this was good. I, I never got into any of the movies, so I'm completely out on all of this. I got nothing. Well, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. The show's wrapping up now. Um, <laughs> That's the end of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mandalay Bay? Thanks a lot. We're gonna, okay, we'll, we'll call Sedano now. He might be home. Mandalo, Manda what? <laughs> Mandalorian is a fantastic show, and you need to – this is now a, 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 a homework assignment. This is homework. Yes, you need to go home and watch. We're well, already home, but turn on. Go to Disney Plus. You mm-hmm. own it. I know you do. Everybody does. To put on the Mandalorian and watch it. It yeah. is fantastic. We're not asking you to watch some tier two, you know, television show or something. This is an American institution, for heaven's sakes. It's almost as important as voting. All right. Which one is more important? I mean, should I vote or should I watch Mandalorian? I can't tell you which god to worship, but I just know my god watches Star Wars. <laughs> So wait, so is it a show, a series, or is it a movie? What do I need to know? It's a show. It's a 30-minute show. Uh-huh. I think it goes like 38 minutes sometimes. But it's a 30-minute show. It's on Disney+, Plus, and it follows around a Mandalorian, which is kind of like a Boba Fett-type character. And he picks up a little baby Yoda, and has who's called the child, and has to get him back to his people. And Laura just whispered in my ear, she's never seen it either. But I forgive her <laughs> because she can't ride a bike. <laughs> 
Right. Well, yeah. they, they go together. They go together. <laughs> I'm with you guys. <laughs> By the way, Karen has never seen it either. So, and can she ride a bike? I think she can. But yeah, she eats me... chocolate mint ice cream, though. I knew there was something. She got a picture with Rick Astley, so it doesn't matter. Does she <laughs> really? That's very cool. Do you really? Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't you give up, girl. Don't you let him down. Well, can you guys give me one other can you give me another shot here? Is there any other series that you guys have seen recently that you like that you've that, that you've streamed that you've gone, hey, you should watch this? Um, I would say there were moments in watching Shit's Creek that I hadn't laughed nearly as hard in any show in recent memory. How far into it were you? Sweet Jesus, man. I've made it to about three episodes. <laughs> I can't stand Eugene Levy's son's character in the show. He's like, he's, it's just bothering me. He's supposed to. Mm. He's supposed to bother you. Want a great, you. You, want a, you want a great show? Yeah. Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. It is the best show on television. It was so, so good. Um, Sounds like a zero. It's just, it, you, no, you, you watch it and you just smile the whole way through. It's exactly what you need during a pandemic. It doesn't even have to do with soccer all that much. Watch it. I'm telling you too, LZ, go watch Ted Lasso. You will love it. Right. Guarantee it. Ted Lasso. Yeah, un- unlike my buddy here, Cap, I'm American, so I will watch this show. Listen, I got to say something right now. I've watched more sports in the last, like, three months, when sports came back, <laughs> every night there was something on. LZ, listen. True. La- last night, because there was no World Series and there was no NBA playoffs, no NBA championship, I was totally locked in on everything, as I'm sure you were. Last night, I kind of turned on my TV like, hey, what's, 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 what's on tonight? Oh, what should I do? Should I turn to the news channels and see who's arguing about what? Uh, there's no debate. There's no. There's no basketball. There's no baseball. I mean, I was left with nothing last night. And I smoked, and I started reading <laughs> because I was just like, like you. I mean, I didn't really. I wasn't compelled to watch anything on television. So there was a couple of books that I was yeah. like, oh, I want to finish reading this book. And so I finally picked up this book and was, you know, trying to get through it. But I had smoked, and so the words still weren't making any sense. So I just put it down. <laughs> Right. Started playing. You know who's gonna tell you about you know who's gonna tell you about the Mandalorian? Clinton Yates, who's coming up next, knows more about the Mandalorian than most people. So go ahead and ask him about it. He will school you on why you should watch it. All right, I look forward to it. Clinton Yates is on the way.